The Holy Gospel according to John, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord I have a friend, former student. Oh, by the way, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I forgot my opening here for a moment. Anyway, I have a friend who uh, was a former student and. she teases me, saying, because uh, I haven't been, hadn't been to Germany, Lutherland, you know. She says, how can you possibly be an authentic Lutheran theologian if you haven't been to Germany? Well, on my vacation this past month, I was in Germany. So you'll be happy to know that I am an authenticated Lutheran theologian. <laughs> anyway, while in Germany... I went to church, and I want you to know I went to church uh, on my vacation. (laughs) The first Sunday there at the great Lutheran Cathedral of Lawrencekirche in Nuremberg, it was thrilling to hear the same words of the liturgy that we share each Sunday, only, of course, in German. I spoke with the pastor after church and mentioned this, and she enthused, yes, yes, our liturgy, it's global, isn't it wonderful? And it is wonderful. Our order of service is precious, a precious possession, as are the ancient creeds we confess in worship, the Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed, that link us forever with Christians in every time and place. In this liturgy, ancient and yet always new, it gives structure to our worship service. It includes words of confession and the words of God's forgiveness that set us free. The words spoken and the responses we give unite us with Christians down through the centuries to the first churches who have spoken these same words in worshiping God. In preparation for the trip, I checked out in the seminary library a copy of the the German Lutheran service that Luther wrote in which he preserved the apostolic traditions. And sure enough, I heard Luther's words in Nuremberg that Sunday, as we hear them here in English every Sunday. It is the ancient language of the faith. I also enjoyed hearing the German versions of hymns sung with gusto that we also find in our own hymnal. 
The melodic chant of the psalms echoed that of our Sunday worship, just as we recently done this morning. It is uplifting to sing hymns together, even as we are encouraged to do in today's epistle. Be filled with the Spirit, it says, in singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Then there are the choirs that add so much to our worship experience. The delight we have in the Cherub Choir and the Grace Choir, and a little taste of that this morning. We are led in faith by our children. The adult choir, the women's blended choir, the men's blended choir, Eric at the keyboard, the band leading us to a new beat at 11.15. Yes, music is truly a precious part of our worship. And while we are thinking about worship, we should not forget about the privilege of prayer that we have together as we bring to God the needs of all creation, and of all people. Prayer is, after all, a possibility born of the good news that God cares for us and listens to us. And in prayer, we call upon God to do that which our loving God has revealed as the very nature and promise of God. In the Lord's Prayer, we start our Father. And as many of you know, The Aramaic word used here and translated father is Abba, the familiar form of address a child would use for a loving parent. Yes, the privilege and practice of prayer in the knowledge of God as our loving parent is certainly a vital part of our worship life. But even as we remember these things with thanksgiving, what we want to lift up today is the Eucharist. Many would say the Lord's Supper is the very heart and core of the worship service. And it seems good to emphasize the Eucharistic meal today because our gospel reading from John brings it front and center. The readings we have been having these past few weeks of Jesus as the bread of life have been leading up to Jesus' statements in today's gospel. For the Gospel of John, these words form the basis of our faith that Christ's body and blood are truly present in the bread and wine. How this is so is both a mystery of divine grace and a promise of divine truth. This has been the faith of the Christian Church since Jesus instituted this meal the night in which he was betrayed. Christmas, we celebrated the birth of God with us deep in our flesh, the babe of Bethlehem. On Good Friday, we came to realize how truly intimate is God's identity with our broken lives as Jesus yielded to the brutality of the cross in order to save us from our own brutality. It's all there. This same intimacy with God God with us deep in the flesh, is still there for us. It is there for us as he comes to us in the body and blood and bread and wine of the Eucharistic meal. And as we eat of this bread and drink of this wine, we remember that sacrifice of divine love for a fallen world. 
He is really present for us. For us. Let's think about that for just a bit. Do you have a broken heart because someone you love has gone astray? Or someone who you love has betrayed or rejected you because so someone no longer loves you? Bring your broken heart to the table. Christ is there for you with a warm embrace of acceptance and affirmation. He is really present. Are you troubled or even exhausted by demands that seem just too much for you to bear? Bring them to the table. Christ is there for you with grace for the way. He is really present. Are you troubled by fears? Financial fears, health fears, or fears for a troubled relationship? Bring your fears to the table. The Lord who told his frightened apostles, fear not for theirs is the kingdom of God, is there for you to remind you that nothing in all creation can separate you from his love. He is really present. Are you angry and in an emotional turmoil of, over the injustices that you see in this world all around you? Bring your anger and frustration to the table. Christ is there for you with the grace you need to persist and grow in faith, active in a love that seeks justice. He is really present. Are you saddened because a loved one has passed away, leaving an empty place in your life? Bring your sorrow to the table. The crucified Christ we remember in this meal is also the risen Christ who is there for you and your departed one as the bread of everlasting life. He is really present. Do you struggle with doubts and wonder if you have a true faith? Bring your uncertainties and questions to the table. Christ is there for you with the gifts of the Holy Spirit to see you through the shadowy places of your faith journey. He will not leave you or reject you. He is really present. Are you burdened with guilt or even shame? Bring it to the table. Christ is there for you with forgiveness and new strength for life as the grace received in the body and blood of the bread and wine surges through your very being with the pulse beat of God's unconditional love. He is really present. This is, we often say, a foretaste of the feast to come. We are privileged to eat the banquet of God's future in the presence and to do so on behalf of the world empowered by the grace of this feast of the kingdom. We witness to it by lives of self-giving love, in acts of kindness, as makers of peace, leading lives of humility, as a testimony to God's justice, in which all have a place at the table in this banquet of the kingdom. No, 
exceptions. Thanks be to God. Amen.